the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Oh, the green and red mayo, I can see it still. It's soft and craggy boglands, it's tall majestic hills, where the ocean kisses Ireland, the waves caress its shore. The nose to the left, 301. So the eyes have it. The eyes have it. Unlock. But uh, the question is, the main motion has amended. As many as are of that opinion say, aye. ...and political declaration with just 202 members voting in favour. Tonight, a majority of honourable members have said they would support a deal with changes to the backstop. Combined with measures to address concerns over Parliament's role in the negotiation of the future relationship and commitments on workers' rights in law where need be, it is now clear that there is a route that can secure a substantial and sustainable... Point of order, Mr. Speaker. A fortnight ago, this House clearly rejected the proposed withdrawal agreement and political declaration, with just 202 members voting in favour. Tonight, a majority of honourable members have said they would support a deal with changes to the backstop. Combined with measures to address concerns over Parliament's role in the negotiation of the future relationship and commitments on workers' rights in law where need be, it is now clear that there is a route that can secure a substantial and sustainable substantial and sustainable majority in this House for leaving the EU with a deal. We will now take this mandate... Well, I don't know if there's a deal or not. I don't okay. know either. You know, a happy St. Patrick's Day. I don't know who's... Government's working worse. A <laughs> good question. Uh, That's Theresa the better May's question. Parliament, um, you know, and of course, Ireland is the big holdup. Okay. You know, because they don't know how to deal with Ireland, because you know Ireland has the Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, and 
They no one wants and no one in Ireland wants to put up a border again. You mm-hmm. know, a hard border. Right. And if they if they go through with Brexit without a deal, no one knows what's gonna happen, right? Mm. You know, this is coming off it was the was like, what, the twenty first anniversary of the of the Good Friday Agreement and, and it was you know, April tenth, nineteen ninety eight, and that's you know, when there was a peace agreement between the British and the Irish governments, you know, and how Northern Ireland is gonna be governed. So the EU has always said it wants a backstop, you know, an agreement about what would happen if no detailed plan for Brexit is in place. Okay, now Brussels, okay, they think the answer is is for Northern Ireland to stay in the customs union. That's the whole thing. You know, how do you do? How do you get past customs with all the goods and and you know going through the borders of like that? So um, and and so one you know one is they want to push that border wall you know it's 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 three hundred miles carry from the uh, the Northern Ireland border right okay so the the three hundred miles is opposed to having that three you just think of it like a line drawn across the northern tip of Ireland right you know the and so just pushing that back to the northern sea and just saying trying to put the the customs at at the shores and that's one you know solution perhaps. Um, now, Theresa May's party, she, you know, she's kind of called the conservative or the unionist party. OK, they, they you know, are, you know, they need the other parliament parties to vote with them so they get something done. And, you know, the Tories are committed to a Northern Ireland remaining part of the UK. It's it's a nightmare. Um, so we have our uh, own nightmares in our own I know. Country. But, but I mean, but again, <laughs> what, so does. Well, yeah, the, I guess this is, you know, wh- who else is not making a deal? Right. I guess the art of the deal has been forgotten, Gary. Right. I mean, do we have a China trade deal yet? I, I, I don't, don't think so. I think that's been postponed again. Uh, Brexit, there's no deal. Um, I guess we didn't really get a deal with North Korea. <laughs> is anyone is anyone making a deal? Not lately. All right. Um, happy St. Patrick's Day, Carrie. I'm glad you're wearing yeah. the green this morning. Yeah. Um, I'll start off here with the limerick, and then I'll let you get going. Okay. Right? Is okay. it a clean limerick? Uh, well, Is it a radio-appropriate limerick? Well, by definition, <laughs> limericks aren't supposed to be clean. Carrie, That's but, right, yeah. So I had to really search for some clean ones, right? Okay. Okay. Um, do you want me to do I can do the. I'll tell you the other ones off the okay. air. But uh, there once was an old man of lime who married three wives at a time. When asked why a third, he replied, one's absurd, and bigamy, sir, is a crime. Hmm. All right, you can get us started. All right. Well, good morning, everyone, and happy St. Patrick's Day weekend. And you're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk radio program here to give you helpful information and current events and how they may impact your financial future. We are sponsored by the estate planning team, and the estate planning team is a fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planning firm that's known for or what you think of as traditional financial planner numbers crunchers. We're known for comprehensive, customized, coordinated plans and also known for helping people with the decision making process that they face through objective, unbiased analysis. We're not investment advisors. In fact, most of our clients either do their own investments or already have an investment advisor in place, which we work closely with. Um, to make sure that people are using opportunities, avoiding potential traps and problems, and also 
um, building long-term plans and knowing what growth rate you need um, to make your plan last and also how to create the income you need um, in your retirement years as tax efficiently as possible. And for people who are working, we help people know what kind of build that ideal retirement lifestyle and what's it going to take to get to that point, or sometimes people are forced into retirement, and what does that translate to spending or changing? Do you have to go back to work? I know we've talked on previous shows last week, talked about the Encore careers and people going to um, maybe scaling back their work or doing something different. They don't want to stop working. They want to stop doing what they're currently doing. And we that's what we do at the estate planning team, and we offer a free, no obligation, no pressure consultation for people who want help with these issues and um, we have um, we can do consultations by phone or in person our home office in Middleburg Heights and we have offices around the greater Cleveland area and when you come in if you provide information ahead of time we actually do some preliminary analysis so when we sit down we'll have an idea of your picture and we can point out potential problems opportunities show you an example of our math models and how we approach planning and answer some of your questions Oh, take advantage of the free consultation. You can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. And I wanted to mention um, planning can be beneficial to estates of many sizes. Um, it's really about what you're trying to accomplish, your different asset picture. Um, and we have hourly and comprehensive retainer options if people want a lot of help versus a little bit. And I want to thank people for coming to our IRA and Roth planning class this past week. I'm working on getting the spring classes posted hopefully this weekend. So if you go to financialfoodforthought.com, they may be there already, um, the April and May classes. So go visit that website. If not, sign up for the newsletter and we'll keep you posted with that as well. But that's a really great class for anyone if you have those IRAs, company plans, or similar assets. And we have people coming in specifically saying, how do I design effective distribution plan from these tax-qualified assets? I think especially, Carrie, when we, we go through an example of what the required minimum distribution looks like for you for your whole retirement. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of people, well, a lot of people still don't understand the required. I'm going to talk about the RMD rules. Okay, here, good. You know, because we're coming up to a deadline mm-hmm. that if you miss, you could be assessed a 50% tax penalty, right? Which is ouch. Mm-hmm. So um, we'll talk a lot about that today. But there's one thing that always interests our first timers who come to our class is that they've never really seen a, 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 a you know a, a plan that says if you just follow the required minimum distribution, mm-hmm. what happens to the balance of your IRA accounts? We learned decades ago that a lot of people were under the impression that if they followed the required minimum distribution, that the balance in their IRA by let's say by the time they're ninety years old would pretty much be going away. And of course, that's not the case. No. Now, well, it could be the case if you lose right. all your money in the stock market. But right. I'm saying if you have any positive growth over that time period, whether it be four, five, six percent annualized, something like that, you're not going to deplete your IRA. And if that was your plan, by the way, to spend the last dollar in the last day, well, I don't know if that plan's going to work. And or if if you were if you were saying, um, you know, I, I you know, I didn't know if I could afford to retire 
earlier than I was planning mm-hmm. or that I could afford better health care in retirement if I had more cash flow or if I, um, you know, if I was worried that, um, I, I, you know, that inflation was going to continue to, you know, eat away at my nest egg, you know, any of these things. Well, if, if any, you know, if, if you ask any of the advisors out there and say, you know, Mr. Advisor, what do you think I should be doing as far as a distribution plan from my IRA? And they say, oh, just follow the required minimum distribution mm-hmm. without any analysis, you know, without any number crunching, just off the immediately come back and say, oh, you just always follow the required minimum. I want you to ask a follow up question. And the follow up question is, OK, Mr. Advisor, if I follow that recommendation, can you tell me what the balance of my IRA will be when I'm 90 years old? And if they can't give you a number, I'm not so sure you're ready to take that recommendation. Now, the class example, you know, we, we show that. But what's even more important is, you know, if you come in for a free consultation, we'll ask you to provide us your numbers up front. So we'll be using your numbers and then we can show you that calculation. Right. And too many people miss that opportunity or I met with a couple this week that's saying I don't need my minimum. They're 68 and I'm or and I'm not going to need my minimum required distribution, but they have an opportunity to take it out when the tax rates are more favorable. If you pull it out at a much uh, more favorable tax bracket, you'll be missing an opportunity if you don't. But you could spend it, certainly. But if not, you could put it in a Roth. Convert it to Roth IRA. So if tax rates go up in the future, you have this pot of money if something comes up that you can access funds income tax free. Right. So you have to pay the taxes as you go. But right. as you're saying, you may have a window of opportunity. We earn that we have these lower tax brackets right now. As far as the law says right now, they're good through twenty twenty five. You know, with the higher standard deduction right. and all that. And then we don't know what's gonna happen. There's no deal there. You know, right. I mean we the 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 law sunsets, it expires unless Congress extends that deadline that- or makes it permanent. And I don't know if there's enough votes I don't think Congress on, on, will do on the Republican side right. to, to make that permanent. And we'll see who wins the 2020 election. That plays a big part. And maybe more importantly, the 2024 election, right. which is right before the year that of the last you know year of that. But that's a huge the- opportunity, even when people are already taking minimum, um, because you certainly can't convert your minimum over to a Roth. But you could convert above and beyond. And maybe there are reasons based on what's going on your tax return to do that. Right. Now, that takes coordinated advisors, too, because we've caught people who, you know, remember, we recommend that if you if you're if you're already at the required minimum distribution age and you still want to do Roth conversions on and above what your mm-hmm. required minimum is, because you're right, you're not allowed to convert your required minimum to Roth IRA. The government, the, the rules don't allow that. But as you're saying, if you do more than the required minimum, you can. But do it first. Get your RMD done. Boom. Out first. There's don't ways do, to do yeah, it. Get it done first. Then work on the Roth conversion. Well, don't do it the other it way around. cleaner. You don't want any gray and fuzzy. And that's yeah, what... You don't want any fan mail from the IRS. Remember, we don't do investments, but we are. will get the tax preparer, the custodian, all the pieces and parts involved to make sure it's done cleanly and correctly. Um, now, um, so did... Were you going to say anything else, Carrie? Or... Oh, no. I was just talking about okay. how that's a huge opportunity that people okay. miss out on. And for us, if we have time today, I do have a case of somebody who. Okay. Well, well so with... as we're saying, so why it, does Brexit matter? Sure, it matters. Um, the global economy matters. If you don't think it matters, ask our corporations. 
okay, who sell globally. Um, so absolutely it matters. Um, turmoil in Europe is not good for U.S. stocks, right? It's not, you know, um, a, a China trade war is not good in the long run. You know, uh, 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 a war with North Korea is not good. Mm-hmm. So the, these global matters do matter. And I would just, you know, we've been on the fence now for how long on some of these issues? A lo- it seems like a very long time. Okay. And there's just no deals getting done. But there's new deals being proposed all the time. Um, no. Well, certainly. Uh, so I haven't talked a couple weeks. We've had two more Democrats throw their hats into the ring. Right. I didn't even get to talk last week about John Hickenlooper. Yeah, I don't know that name. Does anybody know that name? I don't think so. Okay, he was a former governor of Colorado, okay. 66 years old. I don't know. I, I mean, he what was... What is it? It doesn't... I guess when people are throwing their hat in, it, I just don't get excited because it's so early and so many well, people are throwing their hat in. It's like... I think we got Sweet 16 now. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So speaking of March Madness, yeah, I, right. think, I, I think we got... Sweet 16. We got Julian Castro, John Delaney, Tulsi Gabbard, Christine Gillibrand, Kamala Harris. Well, Richard Ojeda, he dropped out, so I guess he's out. Elizabeth Warren, Andrew Young, or Wang. Yang, I don't know how it's pronounced. It's Y-A-N-G. Is it Wang or Yang? I'm not I sure. I don't know. Um, Peter Buttigreg. He's the, you know, uh, Cory Booker. Um, Maureen Williamson, Williams, Williamson, right? Amy Klobuchar. Bernie Sanders, of course. Jay Inslee, now we have John Hickenlooper, and most recently, Beto O'Rourke. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, you know, what, Sweet 16, and we're not done yet, right? Um, oh, so, you know, so co- Governor former you know, John Hickenlooper, he was, he was around when Colorado passed the recreational use of marijuana. Right. So I remember, you know, he was kind of in the news at that time mm-hmm. because he really wasn't for it in the beginning. Right. He thought it was somewhat reckless. He didn't want to rush into it. Um, but nevertheless, when the when the voters approved it, he was on board and said, OK, mm-hmm. the voters have spoken. Um, and he said, you know, it's going to be a complicated process, but, you know, he would mm-hmm. do his best. And then but he also kind of then threw everyone under the bus because at the at the end of his, you know, his spiel there, he kind of said he said that said federal law still says marijuana is an illegal drug. So don't break out the Cheetos and goldfish too quickly. Mm-hmm. And that turned some people off. Right. Okay. Um, now, um, Beto O'Rourke, I, really? I, I mean, a Texas boy, I, they love right. him in Texas, you know, came close to beating Ted Cruz. But is the country going to go for Beta? I don't think so. Um, you know, I don't know. He's a supporter of the Green New Deal. Okay. Well, that he, just did it. He calls it the best <laughs> proposal for, you know, addressing the climate change. And she had a great he had a great line for Sandy. And who who, who do I mean by Sandy? Or uh, <laughs> AOC because that's Alexandria. Those are the emails Ocasio I get about Cortez. her and the funny memes. Just call her Sandy, okay? Um, so he had a great comment about Sandy. He, what was he? He said she's freed herself from fear. Hmm, that's interesting. Oh yeah, I, I should come up with a limerick for Sandy. I think that'd be passed around. I'll try to get that before we exit here today. Um, so, anyways, uh, what's that's what's going on there? Um, coordination advisors we mentioned, right? So, if you're if you're doing Roth conversions, if you're doing qualified charitable distributions, you know all these maneuvers with your tax qualified funds, right? Make sure that you coordinate the advisors. 
we're very big on that. You know, we've been talking in March about March Madness. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not talking about the college basketball championships. I'm talking about the tax, time. tax preparation in the first year under the new tax law. And that's certainly causing some additional madness this year, right? Well, um, I think the tax return, too, as clients are bringing, it's driving me crazy because you know, for so long I, I knew I could pull information. I we know. don't prepare the taxes either, but we get a lot of information from our clients' tax returns. And it's driving me just because you know. And it's, yeah, it's it's defined the numbers. <laughs> and then there's... We okay, have to memorize all new line numbers. It's more and, simple. However, there's so many more schedules. Yeah. Depending yeah. on what's It was a big return. scam. You know, they said they were going to fit it on a postcard. And technically, the first page is a postcard. But then there's six new schedules. <laughs> right. So. And then if you. And I think if, they should have just left it alone. And then if you are itemizing, you still need to do a Schedule A. And then if you do have substantial interest and or dividends, you have to do a Schedule B. So is it really a postcard? No. No. Don't believe it. I think it was a waste of government money um, but, to redesign uh, that. You know, and. and so, you know, so, but the idea of, you know, so that's one thing going on, but it's also, you know, if you go back and listen to the podcast, you can always catch our podcast. You can just go to the WHK 1420, uh, the answer website and click on the local podcasting and find us where our Saturday mornings at nine to 10, there's probably about a dozen or more mm-hmm. backlog shows. And in March, we've been, t- you know, talking about some of those things that you need to watch out for or how do you coordinate with advisors. But I'll talk a little bit about that today, you know, the, the, the idea that, um, you know, it's important to make sure everybody's on the same page, you know, and, and that's, you know, that's going to keep you from getting, you know, chances of getting fan mail from the IRS. Speaking of coordination advisor, what's going on with this college admission scandal? Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I don't want to really spend a lot of time on that, but I mean. A clearly a lack of coordinated advisors. Oh, no, I think that, see, that's where you, I, I think it's a clear intent to dis to fraud and well okay so i think they knew what they oh, were i think doing. They're, you don't think they're completely innocent i absolutely they not. went to this you know singer guy or whatever the guy's name was right right and his some... company and he's he's talked a good game and he had he's got commercials out there about the who he's helped before you don't think they went there with under right but then you also knew your kid was setting up like playing sports that they never played i mean well, maybe he told them that's fine. Well, I'm sorry. Are you that? Well, I don't know. That's my point about yeah, coordinated I, I advisors. I think they knew what they it, were doing. If, if they brought their attorney in they with spent them to that one of those much meetings, money, I think they if, deliberately didn't involve other advisors. Well, all right. Um, if that's I, the case, I think because, they should have done it when they've spent. They spent hundreds of thousands. People did on this. Well, the best was the the one girl. You know, the one daughter. You know where she was when when her mother was busted on the yacht <laughs> on the yacht <laughs> on the, the USC uh, yeah. yacht. But you know She's why did they do? Yeah, I mean, why don't you do it the old I mean, fashioned? Not way. that she had everything else right. going for. Her. She has all the money right. in the world. Uh, she's got all her mother's and father's looks, mm-hmm. and she just has to get. What is going on? I, I don't understand. Why'd she have to go to that school? I mean, you could get a good education elsewhere, but you could have also. I said, do it the old-fashioned way, where well, you call a school and say, "Hey, if you, my daughter gets in, I think that would help their chances. Maybe not guarantee. We'll give you an endowment for this department." Hmm. Yeah. All right. So I want to say more about what I, I also don't want to talk about. You know, Trump released his budget this week. Okay. And I'm oh. going to spend exactly zero time on it, Carrie, because okay. I've learned over the years that 
the POTUS budget has zero credibility in a in a uh, split Congress. All right, it, it means absolutely nothing. Right. If you're worried that you read some headlines that uh, Trump's budget is going to take away your Social Security benefits, mm-hmm. it's fake news. Okay, right. it's not happening. Um, it's completely meaningless. The POTUS budget mm-hmm. it has been for as long as I can remember. <laughs> All right. Yeah, es- don't get too excited. Especially in a split Congress. All right. Um, it doesn't mean anything. Can we just circle it in the circular drawer mm-hmm. and move on with your right. life? All right. So we're done with that topic. All right. right? Um, all right. So that deadline I was talking about, right? Um, you talking about the April 1st? April 1st. Bad April's Fool's joke, right? So what are we talking about here? You're talking about the required minimum distribution rule that says you must take a minimum required distribution from your IRA or similar tax qualified accounts April 1st following the year you obtain the age 70 and a half, which they make it very confusing. Right. It's as simple as that. And (laughs) if you now a couple things too. and we we talk about this on the radio because there are still recent surveys and studies out there, Carrie, that says the great majority of 65-year-olds in this country cannot accurately describe or understand the required minimum distribution rules. Mm-hmm. And so what that tells us is a lot of people are waiting to 70 years old before they start learning about the RMD rules. Mm-hmm. And we believe that's a mistake. Because right. you may be missing a huge opportunity. And if now, you wait, it can create more taxes, too, if you're waiting till April 1st. Now, the, the other thing is, so, yeah, so, again, that rule is you have until, for your first one only, right, you have mm-hmm. until April 1st of the year following the calendar year you attain age 70 and a half. Right now, if you wait till April 1st. Not April 15th. Right. There's a lot of court cases that families didn't understand that. They thought it was tax date, right. April 15th. No, it's not. So they got a penalty. It's April 1st. And that okay. means you have to call your custodian before April 1st and do that distribution. And what's that penalty, Carrie? 50% of whatever okay. that minimum required distribution is. Now, with the so now the other thing to remember, too, is if you do wait till April 1st, to do your first required minimum, you'll have to do a second required minimum by December 31st of that same year. So in effect, you'll be taking out two RMDs in one tax year, and that may cost you. Okay. Well, and it may not only cost you in taxes if it throws you in another bracket, depending how big your IRA or company plans are, it can also create future Medicare B premium increases. Right. So a lot of our clients don't wait Till April 1st of the year following the calendar year, they attain age 70 and a half. They take their first required minimum distribution in the calendar year they attain age 70 and a half. And then if you get that done by December 31st of that year, then you just have to do your second one the second year. Right. But there are reasons if somebody's still working and making good money to delay it. Right. It's something that you need. You shouldn't make a quick decision. You should have some analysis done before you're jumping and yeah. making those decisions. And, and you might not want to ask your neighbor what they did because no. I don't know if they have the same circumstances as you. Or the same tax return. Um, so the idea is, uh, you, you know, why? So, again, why would you? Why would? So some people say, Mark, why would anyone wait till April 1st? 
and then do have to do two the next year. Well, a simple example is because we've had the situations where in that first year, one or both of the clients were still working and bringing mm-hmm. in a high wage. Right. Okay, so they were already had a, a taxable income based on the wages, and they knew in the second year they weren't going to have any wages. So they had more room in year two to do two required minimum distributions. Um, now, you can say, well, I don't know. I may. I, how would I know? Well, here's another. I mean, here maybe here's another way you do it. You know, you, you're working with a tax professional, right? Mm-hmm. Coordination of tax, coordination of advisors, right, Carrie? Mm-hmm. Why don't you, you know, throw, you know, why don't you throw it out to your tax advisor and say, here, throw me a bone here. Can you run me a little two-year pro forma analysis? You know, scenario one, I take one required minimum in year one and a second required minimum in year two. And let's add up the two-year cumulative taxes under that scenario. Right. Or scenario two is I delay, don't take any in year one, and take two in year two and add cumulative income taxes for that scenario. And maybe I'll choose the one that has the lower cumulative tax over two years. Hmm. Oh, might make sense. See, the robot may forget to ask you to, if you wanted to do that. Okay, if you're, if, you're doing the, if you're doing your own taxes at home, right? So there's a difference between tax compliance, understanding the rules, the April 1st rules, but also tax planning. All right. Um, now, another thing with April 1st is, um, well, just kind of a sidebar on that, Carrie, we could talk about the qualified charitable distribution, right? Mm-hmm. So this is another opportunity that's getting more and more, po- well, it got certainly more popular based on the new tax law. Because one of the things that the new tax law did is that it raised, doubled your standard deduction, right? Mm -hmm. And by doubling your standard deduction, a lot of taxpayers will no longer be itemizing. Right. Meaning that they really won't be deducting their charitable contributions. Right. Because even if, and a lot of people are charitably inclined, but they're not going to get any tax benefit by giving money to charity. Right. Under the old scenario, but there's something you can do. Right. And now here again, you have to be, have attained the age 70 and a half. So you can't trigger one of these qualified charitable distributions. We call them QCDs until you've actually attained age year 70 and a half. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I say that right, Karen. Until you obtain attained age seven yeah. and a half. It's different with the first required minimum. See, if I turn here, here, let me give you a simple example. So let's say I turn 70 and a half in June of this year. Right. Okay. So right now, it's not, I haven't attained age seven and a half, right? Right. It's not till June, but I could do my first required minimum distribution. Because it's the calendar year you yes. would ter- attain 70 and a half because it, it's a tax year. Right. Whether it's January or June, you're still attaining that in that tax year. But that's not the rule for the QCD. Okay. Under the qualified charitable distribution, you can't trigger it until you've actually attained age 70 and a half. So you would have to do it assuming your birthday's in June. You'd have to wait until your birthday or after. So I got a lot of clients say, Mark, why do they make it so? Remember, we're not here to defend the logic, fairness, or simplicity of our tax code. Right. We're just here to keep the fan mail away from the IRS. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now. So let's say you attained age 70 and a half last year, mm-hmm. but you did not because you didn't know, you weren't aware that you had to start a required minimum. Okay. So now you're learning, oh, I'm not too late because it's not April 1st yet. Right. But I, am, I really don't want to be hit with the double 
tax expense to do two RMDs this year. Right. Okay. Well, you could still execute a qualified charitable distribution. Okay. But you better not wait much longer. You know, be, you know, because under the rules, because you indeed you did attain age 70 and a half, let's say in 2018, and you have until April 1st to do of 2019 to do your first required minimum, you could elect to do a qualified charitable distribution. Now, that means is that what now what, how that helps you on your tax return is that you don't have to report it as taxable income. It counts for your RMD. Mm-hmm. OK, but you don't have to report it as taxable income. It doesn't go in to your adjusted gross income. Mm-hmm. That means it doesn't go in to any of those tax thresholds that are based on adjusted gross income. So you're lowering your federal tax liability. Mm-hmm. OK, now you don't deduct it on Schedule A. But as we were saying, a lot of U.S. taxpayers aren't going to be itemizing anyways. Right. Okay. So, you know, and and so now you're lowering your adjusted gross income so that required minimum, in effect, is a wash on your tax return. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, also, it kind of theoretically, it lowers your Ohio tax. Because as you know, Ohio starts with your federal adjusted gross income. Mm-hmm. So by lowering your federal adjusted gross income, you're in effect lowering your Ohio beginning number, right? Mm-hmm. So Ohio didn't give you charitable deductions anyways. So in effect, you're lowering your Ohio tax as well. So that, you know, now again, as you're saying, hey, Mark, that sounds like a pretty good idea. Well, Cross your T's and dot your I's. Mm -hmm. You know, when we work with a client who wants to execute a qualified charitable distribution, we make sure we recommend that we get on the phone with both the IRA custodian and the charitable organization Mm -hmm. to make sure that everyone is on the same page. Right. And you also can't get the check from your distribution and then write a check. It's got to come. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe I thought it has to come directly from the custodian. Well, it's got to be a, a yeah. It has to be directly payable to the charity, right? So yeah, you don't want to take a distribution, you know, because you're going to get a 1099 with sending it to you, and then you deposit in your bank, and then you write the check, right, to um, the charity. No, that's right. That's an important. Point. That's that's crossing the T's and dotting the I's. We've had people do that before, saying, "Well, I got the check, and now I'm writing a check to the charity." Right. No, that's why we want to yeah. get involved. So that's why it can't be like a retroactive event. Right. You know, you have to have it triggered up front correctly, you know, where you're going. Now, the check, you know, you could they, you could have the check mailed to you as long as the check is made payable to the charity. Right. Because you're not cashing it. You're just then handing it over to the charity. Right. But you better make sure you give the right instructions. And those are the issues. Uh, those are great examples of the things the estate planning team helps people with. And we offer a free consultation about different issues, whether you're working and thinking about future retirement you're looking at IRA distribution planning and designing an effective distribution plan and not waiting to 70 and a half, or do you have opportunities that you can draw more money out? Should you be doing a Roth conversion, a Roth contribution, um, and much more? And we offer that free consultation for people, and you can call the estate planning team office and let us know where we can reach you on Monday, or you can contact us through the website. That's 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. I have another limerick for you. Okay. I don't have one yet for Sandy. Okay. But here's another one. There once was a young lady from Laut who suddenly grew very stout. Her mother said, Nellie, there's more in your belly than ever went through your mouth. All right. Let's (laughs) move that way. Now, if you find yourself... 
in the position where you missed your required minimum distribution. Don't panic. Okay. You won't be the first one mm-hmm. that's done it. Our, our, we, we, you know, we see the court cases of how many families over the decades have gotten fan mail from the IRS and Wendy even went to court because they simply didn't understand the rules. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't often win in tax court. But what we found was that the Treasury and the IRS, uh, uh, well, it was, it was a year, two years ago, maybe a couple of years ago. I don't remember exactly when they, there were so many. See, when the baby boomer wave, right, when the oldest baby boomers, Gary, started turning 70 and a half, mm-hmm. that's when really this problem surfaced. When they realized none of them even know what the required, I mean, the, the great right. majority don't even know what the required minimum distributions right. are. Right, and I'm sure the IRS, if you were able to get through. They were inundated <laughs> with. That's maybe but why. No, no I'm saying them. they were inundated with penalties. Right. I but mean, I'm it, saying, were people calling, hey, can I get a break? I didn't know. Right. So they had to give some relief mm-hmm. because it was such a problem. So if you find you you missed it, and 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 that's also I'm not even saying the first time, Carrie. We've had you know if you're not keeping good track at home, mm-hmm. you may be doing required minimums for a number of years, knowing you have to do it, and you just forget to do it one year. Well, and it's, it's easy if you have a couple of accounts or one IRA, but you also and if we have another when we have another IRA class, you can't commingle. Which some people we have clients that have IRAs and maybe accounts are doing better than others, but then they have an IRA that's in a savings account. So they're going to pull all their IRA money or their minimum required from that one account. And sometimes maybe they added wrong or they commingle. They thought, oh, well, it covered my company plan. You can't commingle company plans and IRAs. Like a 401k and an IRA. So maybe you missed it and thought you were okay. Now, the other thing, too. We're talking about required minimums. Now, it, let's talk about the 401ks and 403bs for a minute. So if you're still working, let's say you're still working after 70 and a half and you're still participating in a 401, your company's 401k plan. Okay, you do not have a required minimum then. Mm-hmm. You know, by still working and a participant, it defers your required minimum distribution. Um, Only from the rule, company plan the that you're working right. from. If you have an old company plan from a company, you still have to take it. Or certainly an IRA Mm-hmm. From a you know outside of the four hundred one k, you're you have to still right. do required minimums from that. So that sometimes confuses people, right? So what if you find yourself, uh oh, I missed it, um, and, and and you know, Carrie, it's, it, a lot of times you know because the person was sick. Oh yeah. You know, you, you haven't, we're, you we're have an 80, you don't think there's been any, an 85 year old who was really sick one year and forgot to do the required maybe minimum? maybe you're a caregiver. You don't think that doesn't happen every day? Or I'm thinking of the caregivers for a spouse that was ill or has um, health issues. All right. So what do you do? Do you jump off a bridge? Um, no. Do you wait and see if you get fan mail from the IRS? No. Um, no, you should probably be upfront about it. Okay. So what you do is, um, you report and pay the 50% tax on your federal tax return, okay, and then you complete and attach IRS Form 5329, the additional taxes on qualified plans, including IRAs and other tax-favored accounts, okay? Now, the tax can be waived by the IRS if you can demonstrate that your failure to take adequate distributions was due to reasonable error and that steps have been taken to correct the insufficient distribution. 
Okay, you must file Form 5329 with your individual income tax return and attach a letter of explanation to the IRS to review your claim. Okay. All right, and, I, and I think pretty much first-time offenders, I, you know, I think you're going to get out of but it. But I don't think if you do that all the time. All right. Um, and kind of go from there. So, again, that's, that's another good example of why we say coordination of advisors is so important. And, you know, again, we've been talking, we've been, from the month of March on this radio show, we've been concentrating on tax preparation or March Madness. But one of the earlier shows you can catch on the podcast, we talked about creating that cheat sheet, right, mm-hmm. Carrie? Um, so you know that, you know, you know, that you have, when you're going into tax season, you have a cheat sheet from the previous year of where you took out all your money from your various right. IRAs and 401ks. And we do that for our clients because we're looking at, are they okay from previous year safe harbor, current year safe harbor? Are they missing something? Because every year we catch, we've talked about yeah. on previous year, the 1099 that's wrong, the 1099 that never showed up. Right. You know, that, you know, and, and that, and, and, you know, the, the not taking the requirement distributions, you know, I, that's one of the top nine, the top 10, at least, you know, audit red flags for retirees. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what are some of the other red flags? Um, Claiming large charitable contributions. We were okay. just talking about that. Remember last week's case with the, the Estelle Granger case? You know, Oh, yeah, her shopping. Yeah. I so don't know how that was Go charitable. back and listen to that one if you want to know somebody who failed that. Um, uh, also, another one of the top red flags is writing off a loss for a hobby. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. that in, in February, we were doing the Encore Careers mm-hmm. and talked about the hobby loss and and. You know, and, and going from that. So you got to be aware of these red flags, and that's where coordination advisors comes into play. Now, another one that comes up from time to time is the, you know, the 60-day rollover failures, right, Karen? Mm-hmm. And the 60-day rollover failures, that's the idea that, you know, you're allowed to roll, you know, the, the idea that you can take money out of an IRA, and even if the money, you know, it, it, you know, and you're just trying to get it to a new IRA, right? A different mm-hmm. custodian or a different investment advisor or whatever. So you're just trying to, you don't want to trigger the tax. You're not really trying to take a distribution. You're just trying to roll it over to a new account. All right. Well, the preferable way to do that is to make a custodian to custodian transfer, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't do it that way. And we could talk about the reasons. So there is relief if you just, if you took a distribution you have a 60-day rollover rule that as long as you get the money into a qualified IRA within 60 days, it doesn't trigger the tax. Okay. Or if you're, you know, let's say you're doing this before you're 59 and a half, it doesn't trigger the 10% early withdrawal penalty, right? And there's rules on how many of those you can do, and it's, you know, it's very complicated. That's not the one I want to talk about. What's, what, there's another issue where if you're inheriting an IRA, Okay. So let's say you're a non-spouse beneficiary. Okay. Because remember, the spouse is the only one that can do the rollover thing. Mm-hmm. You know, where you could take your deceased, your your spouse who, deci- who deceased, take his or her IRA and roll it over and make it your own. Right. Okay. Only, that's called a spousal rollover. Spouses mm-hmm. are the only ones who are able to do that. Right. A non-spouse beneficiary doesn't have that option. So for a non-spouse beneficiary, they can't make, you know, mom's IRA theirs. No. Okay. It remains the decedent's IRA, and it's now called a beneficiary IRA. Which? Or an inherited IRA. Okay. And it stays in, it doesn't go into the child's 
social security number. You know, it stays separate. And but the idea is they're the beneficiary. So when they so they take money out and then it's taxed to them on their social security as ordinary income. Now, um, you have rules about that, right? There's required minimum distribution rules for that. Because in that situation, the child can't defer until 70 and a half. Right. Okay. They have to begin those distributions within a year after the decedent's death. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so that is, that's catches some people sometimes. They don't understand that rule. They think I can just leave it there and don't have to do distributions. Okay. So there was, um, and the other thing about this is, or actually, I was going to say, there's a lot of people that just cash it out, Mark, and <laughs> just they, use it for expenses yeah. or for fun money. That can get expensive, Carrie, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, you know, it, because that's income respective decedent. See, when you inherit an IRA, the tax liability falls to you. Mm-hmm. It's you're taxed on your tax return on top of whatever income you have that year. So we have a lot of situations where the child, when they inherit their parents' IRAs, they're no longer kids anymore. They're in their 60s. They're in their peak earning years. And now they have to take a required minimum distribution from mom's IRA on top of their already high income. Mm-hmm. That can get expensive. right? Um, now, but the case I want to talk about is um, Lizzie Beach. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about this case before. Carrie, it's been right? a while, Mark. Yeah. And in quite a while. This is a this was an interesting case. This was from 2012, actually, and it had to deal with the idea that when you are inheriting an IRA, a non-spouse, right, there is no 60-day rollover rule. Okay. Right. And that was Lizzie's downfall. Mm-hmm. Okay, and she assumed. Right, and well, she actually maybe got some bad. Advice. Okay. Right. Um, so what happened was um, Lizzie's mom. You know, she he was she was already she, all, she was already widowed, right? So Lizzie, you know, Mrs. Beach, she had an IRA. It was about thirty five thousand dollars. It was, and and I can I'm not you know speaking out of turn here because these are published court documents. So Mrs. Beach's IRA was with Smith Barney. Okay, and it was thirty five thousand three fifty eight. So Lizzie was the sole beneficiary, and all Mrs. Beach wanted to do was make sure that her daughter got her IRA. Okay, that's common. Okay, without you know any fuss. Okay, so Mrs. Beach died. Right, um, Lizzie is the um, sole beneficiary. Okay. Um, she thought she was doing a rollover because she didn't want to use Smith Barney. She was using of her own investment advisor who was with American Funds. Okay. Okay. And she was following, and and you know, and you know, when you know, what do you think the American Funds investment advisor? You know, what what was in his eyes when he heard that Lizzie's mom died? Hmm. Got a new account. Okay. Um, so he qu- he had a quick recommendation of how Lizzie can get the money quickly as possible over to American funds. Uh, which we, you're saying do a distribution, get a check. Okay. And, you know, Lizzie thought oh, everything was good until she got fan mail 
from the IRS later on, which a tax deficiency of $9,212, as well as the dreaded 6662 penalty of another $1,842. Mm. That took a little bit of bite out of the IRA. A little bit. All right. Well, that's because she had a check written to her. Right. So this was a story. The American Funds Investment Advisor told her, oh, this is how you do it. You know, you, don't worry. Just have Smith Barney write a check to you for the total balance. And then when you get the check, you know, deposit in your account, and then you write a check to me, and I'll get the American Funds going. And it'll be a beneficiary IRA. We're not, you know, he didn't right. set it up in Lizzie's name. Right. He didn't call it her IRA. You know, he said it's going to be a beneficiary IRA, just like it is at Smith Barney. But the downfall was there is no 60-day rollover rule. So what should have happened, and which we recommend to most people if you're making moving money, it takes a little longer, but you want to do a custodian to custodian transfer to avoid. I mean, we prefer that over the 60-day rule anyway when people are allowed to. It's say, have the custodian write a check to the other custodian. Right. And, you know, and Lizzie went to tax court. Um, She tried to present her case. Um, she tried to say it's not my fault. Okay. But is the, is the investment advisor in court, Karen? No. No. Okay. So the end, the court said, we have considered all the petitioner's arguments and to the extent not addressed herein, we conclude that they are mute, irrelevant, and without merit. Right. Because the rules say you can't do it no matter what. And if somebody gave you bad advice, you're still on the hook for the tax bill. Those are the things we try to avoid for people and help people avoid potential problems and also use the opportunities in this complicated tax code. And we do enough analysis um, that really when we make recommendations, people have enough number crunching analysis. The decision making is much easier where the client is in a better position to make that decision. That's what the estate planning team does. And we offer a free no obligation, no pressure consultation. Take advantage. Our process is very different, and we've been around for more than 34 years in the greater Cleveland area. We're credited A-rated members of the Better Business Bureau and Super Service Award winners of Angie's List for multiple years. You can get some due diligence on that as well. You can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. All right. So are you going to the parade here? No, I'm not. I'll try to. Get, I always try Are to get it. When it's, on, when it's on the weekend, I usually try to get it. Yeah. Um, I've got my ode to AOC. Here. My limerick to Sam. Oh, do you? Yeah. Is it clean? Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> there once was a politician named Sandy who partook a bit too much of the brandy. As she revealed her charms, the country was up in arms. So she said, don't fret, you fools. My green deal is going to be dandy. Mmm. That's a good one. No, I don't think so. Did you see the unions were so upset about the Green well, wrote her an open letter well, about, that it's going to cause more pro- this Green New Deal. Right, it's going to hurt and, jobs. It's going to hurt unions. It's a bad idea. Well, I don't think the New Yorkers were too happy about the Amazon yeah. deal leaving. Certainly the governor wasn't. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, we'll see how she progresses. Oh. And we'll see if... One of the Democratic, whoever wins the Sweet 16, and I don't think the, the, the hats are done being thrown into the ring, you know. No, it's that's the sad part. So what's the over-under bet right now? 20? I don't know. 18? Um, but the idea, I bet we'll get to over 20. But whoever wins that battle, it'll be interesting to see if they are a Green Deal 
socialists? Or not. Mm. All right. I hope um, not. And, you know, we'll go from there. So I hope um, if you're working on taxes, you know, one of the things is, you you, you know, with the new tax law, that you know, your tax return is going to look different this year. You want to make sure that you're not missing any opportunities. And uh, let's see, Carrie, I'll leave you with an, an old Irish blessing. Okay. Oh, uh, I love blessings. Do you want to give me one, Carrie? No. I mean, oh, I don't okay. know an Irish blessing marker. I would. I should have been prepared. <laughs> All right. May you have warm words on a cold evening, a full moon on a dark night, and a smooth road all the way to your door. Oh, that's nice. All right. You can get us out of here. All right. Call the estate planning team or visit the website. Remember, um, we have you can sign up for the newsletter. Hopefully our classes will be there or come in for a free consultation at 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. Also listen to previous shows of Financial Food for Thought on uh, com, and you can click on local podcast. All right. And see you at the parade. Or if you're anyone's going down to Jerry Quinn's show tomorrow morning, I'll see you there. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.